Welcome to another episode of State Lines, where you get the best gambling information for your pro football card each and every week here in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, and I'm always pleased to be joined on the show by my co-hosts, John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. John, great to have you aboard once again. Jason, as always, it's great to talk to you. I'm so glad football is back. There has been a void in my life for these past eight or nine months, however long since the Super Bowl. And I am so happy to have some games to talk about with you and hopefully have some winners to talk about with you next week. And, of course, we welcome Ryan Fisher. And I think John echoes everything we're thinking about this time of year, Ryan. It's great to have football back. It's great to have football back. Even more importantly for me, it's a great uh, to have an opportunity to make some money. <laughs> and that's why Ryan is our gambling expert, our Vegas insider on this program. Well, gentlemen, as we know, the Bears-Packers showdown is in the rearview mirror. But the good news is there's a full week one card ahead of us in the National Football League, of course, with a full slate on Sunday and a couple of games on Monday night. So let's get right to it. And the way I wanted to start off the program is... Let's look at an overview of this NFL season, and the win totals for pretty much every team other than the Bears and Packers are still on the board, the season win totals. So I'm going to start off with Ryan here. Any thoughts on an overvalued team for the year, an undervalued team for the year, maybe a couple directions you're going to go on that type of a play? Yeah, you know, you pour through it, and it's it's hard because you hear bad things about certain teams all offseason long, but you can't always listen to what you hear. My undervalued team that I, I really like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's the Buffalo bills. I love everything that Sean McDermott is doing out there in Buffalo and has the first couple of years, a little worried about Josh Allen as a quarterback. And if he's going to make a big step this year, but I'm going to say that he'll be good enough, maybe just enough weapons around him. Uh, the bills over under is about six and a half, maybe seven, some places. And I think playing in the AFC East, you know, with the Dolphins, who are not going to be good, the Jets, who probably are not going to be good, uh, I like Buffalo to go over that. In fact, I'm so confident, I'm actually going to go with another prop. They're plus three and a half, plus 350 to make the playoffs. I think Buffalo's in the playoffs this year. Wow, a strong prediction from our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher. So, John Spataro, I turn to you. What's standing out for the season win totals in your mind and on your card? Well, I'll start out with an undervalue pick, and I'm going to stick in the AFC uh, East like you did. Ryan, I'm going to go with the New York Jets, and that doesn't really uh, feel right for me to say. Uh, right now they're at about seven and a half wins. I think the over is in play there. I'm looking at their schedule. They have some easy games. Uh, they play the Giants. They play the Dolphins twice. I think the Dolphins are the worst team in the NFL. So there's three wins right there. Maybe they could scratch out a win against the Bengals. I hate to say it against your Bills, Ryan, but they could scratch out a win at the end of the year to beat them, maybe even beat them twice. I can count up to eight wins there pretty quickly, and I also think Sam Darnold is going to have a big year. I think he's going to step into his own uh, as the quarterback in New York. Looking at somebody who might be overvalued, this may be cliche, but the Cleveland Browns are a hot bet. Everyone thinks they're going to the Super Bowl. Everyone thinks that Baker Mayfield is the second coming of Tom Brady. But, you know, nine wins just seems like a big jump for me. Uh, Not necessarily just straight in record, but from what that team has expected these past now 15 to 20 years. I don't know if they're ready to go from kind of on the fringe of a good team to a really good team like everyone thinks. I'm hitting the under hard on the Browns. I think they might be eight and eight. They may even sneak into a playoff spot. 
you know, it would be tough in the AFC as a 500 team, but I think they could do that. I'm just selling low on them. I, I don't think they take the big jump this year. It may be more next year when everything kind of comes together. Gentlemen, I want to start off with a team that I think is undervalued, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Look, Andrew Luck was a great quarterback when healthy, but the Colts played a lot of games in recent years without Andrew Luck healthy, and Chris Ballard, the GM, has built a pretty good team here outside of the quarterback position on both sides of the ball. That AFC South is a division every year that has big question marks. I think, again, this year there's no clear-cut favorite. So I think the Colts are going to win more than seven and a half games with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And you look at Brissett, is he the greatest quarterback in the NFL? No, but he's played a lot of games in relief of Andrew Luck. The one-year Luck was out back in 2017. Had a little bit of experience with the Patriots, too. So I'm going to go over seven and a half wins on the Colts. And, John, I love you, but i got to disagree here on the Jets. Uh, that win total, you see it at seven, seven and a half. They've got some pieces. There's no doubt about it. And Sam Darnold looks like a good building block. But until the Jets prove it to me on the field, I can't buy in on them getting to 500. So I'm going to go under seven or seven and a half wins on the Jets this year. Now, guys, I also want to ask you about a sleeper team. And if you want to go with an overvalued team out there too, Ryan, if you want to throw that in there, you're welcome to do so. But Ryan, I'll start with you here. Is there a sleeper team that you're looking at that you think when we talk in December and January, people are going to be like, wow, this team is in the playoffs or this team did really well and nobody thought it in September? Well, if they are, they will be saying, wow. But it's that's why we call them a sleeper. I think it's hard to find one in the NFC because the NFC is just so deep. Um, that's actually, if I'm going overvalued, that's where I'm going to look. I'm a little skeptical about the Rams and the Saints overall this year. Um, I don't know which of the two I would pick is overvalued, but what I'm going to do is I, they're both about plus 235 to miss the playoffs. And I'm going to play both of those to miss the playoffs and feel pretty confident that I'm going to hit one. So the NFC is just so deep, it's hard to find a sleeper. So I'm going to the AFC. It's the Patriots and everybody else has been for years. The Chiefs are there, but they have Andy Reid. You, you don't know if they can overcome that in the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC at 25-1, to 1, and they're my sleeper team. Doug Marone, you've got, uh, you know, you got Nick Foles now, which to me is just anything is an upgrade over Blake Bortles. Nick Foles not turning the ball over, plays to that defense. They're going to run the ball. Maybe Leonard Fournette finally steps up. I mean, don't forget, they were leading in the fourth quarter on the road in the AFC Championship game two years ago. I think they've improved since then, despite the tough year last year. They're my sleeper pick, 25-1 to 1 to win the AFC. Boy, Ryan going big with that one. He's not letting the listeners down. He's giving you a true sleeper pick. Now, John, anybody on your board that you think is a sleeper, and if you want to throw in an overvalued team, go right ahead and do that as well. Yeah, I don't know if this team is necessarily overvalued because they made the playoffs, or I'm sorry, a sleeper team because they made the playoffs last year. But I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens. Again, I know everyone's talking about Cleveland. The Ravens won 10 games last year, and they really weren't factoring in everything that I think Lamar Jackson can do for them. Right now they're at about plus 175 just to make the playoffs. So I I like that as just an easy pickup. It's not big money, but I I think the focus is going to be on Cleveland. And if you can find them to go a little bit deeper in the playoffs, I would think you take it. I think Lamar Jackson's taken a big step this year just because they're doing something different. I, I think this is kind of the, the rebirth of the wildcat trend that happened a couple years ago when everyone just didn't know 
how to handle a, a, a true mobile quarterback. And it looks like they're even going to be running uh, something resembling like a triple option that you see in college. So I think that's going to confuse a lot of people. I think Jackson's going to be hard to contain. I could see them making a run into the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're good enough to, to get there and, and win. You know, as Ryan was saying, the NFC just has so much going for them. But I don't hear anybody talking about the Ravens. Fellas, I'm going to go with the Redskins over six and a half victories. Everybody has Jay Gruden as the first coach fired. Many people believe it's just counting the game till Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback in D.C., but Case Keenum's not bad. He was in a bad situation in Denver last year. Two years ago at the Vikings, he was pretty good. The Redskins were doing fine last year until they lost all their quarterbacks to injuries, Alex Smith and Colt McCoy. So I'll say the Redskins surprise and go over six and a half victories. This is State Lines, your sports gambling pro football betting show right here in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, joined by Ryan Fisher, Vegas Insider, and of course, John Spataro. Both those fine gentlemen are my co-hosts. And guys... We got a new segment for the listeners. We're going to do this every week. It's called Bet It or Drink It. The way this works is I give Ryan and John each 20 bucks on a long shot play. Could be a variety of plays over the next several weeks as far as we're going to change it up. But for this week, one of my favorite topics is always the first NFL coach fired. And the guy I've got on the board here that I want to ask each of you guys the Vikings' Mike Zimmer, Zimmer, the odds to be the first coach fired. Right now, he's plus 1,500. So, Ryan, you're at the sports book. You got 20 bucks that I just gave you. Are you putting it on Mike Zimmer to be the first coach fired? Or are you going to take that to the bar and drink $20 worth of adult beverages? Well, I tell you what, it's rare for a Wisconsin boy to ever turn down a drink, especially $20 worth. I buy a couple for my friends. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this. I'm gonna take your twenty bucks. I'm gonna bet it on Mike Zimmer at fifteen to one, trying to win three hundred. I think Mike Zimmer's in a tough situation there. It's been tenuous the last couple years. There's been some whispers about if he could possibly be gone. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on them with the big signing of Kirk Cousins and all that money. The defense is getting expensive. Has gotten expensive and old. They need to come through now. And if they get off to a slow start. That's an owner that would think they could turn it around with a new coach. So I'm taking the 20 bucks. I'm betting it on Mike Zimmer to be the first coach can this year. John, what do you think? 20 bucks worth the alcohol or worth the chance that Mike Zimmer's gone as the first coach in the NFL fired in 2019? It looks like a good payday, and I think I'm going to have to bet it too. I, I think Mike Zimmer's time has played out uh, probably better than he expected. I mean, they've made the playoffs. Uh, at least two of the last three years, but they had a really strange year last year where they just never really got it going. And I, I do believe the division is going to be close all year long uh, with the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings. So that may extend it a little bit. If I could bet on uh, Mike Mayock and John Gruden being fired at the same time after how they've handled <laughs> the Antonio Brown saga, I would, but I don't think that he's going anywhere with that big contract. So I'll take the bet. I think Zimmer's out no matter what after this year if they don't win the Super Bowl. So I, I and I don't know who's going to be fired in front of him. So I'll take it, Jason. I'll, I'll take the bet, and you can uh, buy me a drink another time. Guys, I got twenty bucks in my pocket too, and I'm with both of you fellas. I thought Mike Zimmer was going to be a surprise firing after last season. They underachieved in Minnesota, and when your future is tied to Kirk Cousins, 
Uh, we've seen Kirk Cousins play in big games, and the results are not usually very good. So uh, I'll put the money on Zimmer to be the first coach canned as well. This is State Lines. Me, Jason Gotch, my co-hosts, John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. Lots more right around the corner. We're going to make our Super Bowl winner picks. Ryan's going to give us week one trends and interesting gambling notes in the National Football League. John's going to tell us what he was will be watching in week one with the Bears and Packers in the rearview mirror. And we'll do our pro versus Joe, sharp versus square segment as well. And we'll all pick three games, three winners hopefully in the NFL for week one. Stick around, lots more right after this. Welcome back to State Lines, the program that gives you the best pro football gambling information here in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, joined as always by my co-host John Spataro and Vegas insider Ryan Fisher. Lots to do this segment, picking some of the games in week one, giving you our Super Bowl picks. But before we do all that, Ryan's our numbers guy on this show. He's got some great week one trends in the National Football League and interesting gambling notes. So Ryan, it's all yours. Yeah, I mean, week one is unlike any other week in the NFL. I mean, people have been waiting for this all offseason. The lines have been up for months. Uh, all the information. So it's it's you got to look at it just a little bit differently. And the line that a former GM once said, Floyd Reese of the Tennessee Titans, and, and he's, he, he's not always right about football, but he was spot on with this. The thing that's different in week one than in week seven or eight or nine is the bad teams don't know they're bad yet. So those bad teams are coming out to play in week one. And the numbers back that up. Since 1993, the biggest favorite in week one in the NFL each year has gone 12 and 23 against the spread. That's only 34%. Uh, Since 2003, so about the last 15 years or so, favorites of seven or more points in week one, just 18 and 27 against the spread. So these big numbers in week one that you see and everyone's betting the favorites, they've been hearing about these good teams all year, all off season. They've been hearing how bad these bad teams are. Well, the bad teams, they don't know it yet. And one last one that goes along with that as well. Since 2005, teams that won six or fewer games the previous season. So there's our bad teams against the spread and not counting games where they were both, you know, had won less than six where we threw those out. Those teams are 63 and 39 against the spread. So almost 62% in week one. So as much as it's as hard as it is to do, you kind of have to plug your nose and really look at some of the bad teams in week one. Fellas, before I lock you in on your picks for week number one, the three games you want to separate from the rest of the crowd, and we're going to keep a running total, by the way, to all the listeners out there, myself, Jason Gotch, my score, Ryan Fisher's score on these games weekly, and also his record, John Spataro. So you're going to know, we're not going to, you know, try and sell you something or, or tell you something that isn't, you know, accurate. If we win, we'll tell you. If we lose, we're going to tell you. It, it's that simple. But before we get to that part of the show, fellas, 
I want to talk about the Super Bowl picks because I've got mine right here written on a paper, and I'm sure by, like, November it'll be in the fireplace because it'll look so bad. But, Ryan, the floor is yours for this one, too. What are you thinking about Super Bowl 54 in Miami coming up in early February? Yeah, the Super Bowl pick's always the hardest thing, and I don't, I don't think I've ever actually hit it straight on. Uh, I tend not to pick the favorites. I mean, I already gave you Jacksonville as a sleeper, 25-1. to 1. The AFC, it's always the Patriots. That's the pick, but I'm not going to go there. I'm going to say somehow, some way, Andy Reid overcomes his – his late game clock management issues. They, they don't, I mean, the chiefs should have been in the super bowl last year. If uh, D Ford doesn't jump offside they're, they're they beat the Patriots and they're there. I love Patrick Mahomes. I I'm not sure he's going to be quite as good this year as last year, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's real close. I think the chiefs are going to find their way there. And on the other side, and it would be very fitting as Andy Reid takes the chiefs to the super bowl. I think you're going to find the Eagles. So Eagles and chiefs are my super bowl pick. It'd be a heck of a story. It probably won't happen because that what we think in September never happens in the NFL come February, but I'm going Eagles Chiefs this year. Now, do you want to venture who's going to win that game, Ryan, or do you want to sit on that one for a while? Well, if Andy Reid finds his way all the way there and gets past all his problems to make it there, I'm going to say that divine intervention is on his side and he's going to win the whole thing. <laughs> I like the way you think. It is a great storyline in the Super Bowl. Many times you have those awesome storylines to follow, and that would be a great one. John, what do you think? Super Bowl 54, you got some teams and you got a winner for us. Yeah, I like what Ryan said about the Chiefs. I think that they, you know, for all intents and purposes, besides making the big game, proved that, that they were a Super Bowl team last year. That showdown in Kansas City was one of the better games of the year, and they just got, for lack of a better word, Tom Brady. It happens. A lot of great quarterbacks and great teams have been stunted by the Patriots, and I think the Chiefs uh, can find a way to get it done this year and make it to the big game. My NFC pick is another team that made it close but no cigar. I'm going with the Saints. If you remember how their season ended last year, they got a rule change to the NFL because of the way that they got knocked out of the playoffs. And if, if that went a different way, who knows what, what, what could have happened in, in, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. So I think the Saints are just as good as they were last year. I, I feel like a lot of people are kind of backing off them, probably betting on a regression from Drew Brees, but he seems to be ageless, just like Tom Brady. And I think Michael Thomas has a big year. I think Alvin Kamara is finally being respected as the top one top two running back in the league that he is. So I like the Saints. I like Saints Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if I can make a pick at the moment, but I do know that I love the over, which would probably be 75 in that game or something ridiculous. But that's all I'm comfortable committing to at this point. We got you down for John. And of course, this is State Lines, the best pro football gambling show in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch with my co-hosts, Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. And guys, I remind everyone where this show is being broadcast from and broadcast for for this reason. I don't want anybody to think Gotch is a homer because if I the Bears are bad, I'm going to tell you they're bad. But for for years and years, I've always believed one of the most important cliches that is actually accurate in sports is offense wins games and defense wins championships. And I think the Bears have as good a defense as any team in the National Football League this year. So I'm going to say the Chicago Bears play a resurgent Pittsburgh Steelers team without Antonio Brown, addition by subtraction, Roethlisberger's hungry again, 
a great historic matchup in the NFL for the 100th season in the Super Bowl. And in Super Bowl 54 in Miami, where the Bears lost to the Colts a little over a decade ago, they get their second Super Bowl victory, knocking off the Steelers, and the Bears walk away with the Vince Lombardi trophy. So when that happens, you can send all the thank you notes to Jason Gotch. Now, before we close out the program, a very important segment, and maybe our most fun one each and every week, and this is where we want to get you the winners, our Pro versus Joe, Sharp versus Square, John, the fans' perspective, Ryan, the Vegas insider. They're each going to pick three games, give you their best bets. Ryan, you started off, give me three winners, and of those three, the game you like the most. Yeah, well, I gave you the trends in week one, and I don't always follow the trends, but you know, this is more than trends. This is just how the NFL is to start the season. So I'm looking at underdogs. I'm looking at big underdogs, possibly. John talked about it already. I'm actually going to be with him. I'm on the Dolphins plus seven against the Ravens. Uh, I like the fact that they've had a lot of time to prepare for Lamar Jackson, not just one week and the, you know, the different type of offense the Ravens run. So I'm on the Dolphins plus seven. I'm going to be on the Giants plus seven against the Cowboys. Uh, Giants on the road down there, uh, interdivision game, very familiar. Uh, I'm on the Giants. I'm going to take the points there as well. I think the Cowboys are, are going to come back to earth a little bit this year. I don't think they're winning the NFC East. My best bet, I hate, I hate betting on Cam Newton. I hate riding with him. It never seems to work for me. But I'm on the Panthers. My best bet this week, Panthers plus three at home against the Rams. Same as I said before, I think the Rams are going to come back to earth just a little bit this year. I don't love Jared Goff. I think the Panthers are better than they finished last year. There were a lot of problems that went into that. Uh, The West Coast team with the 1 o'clock kickoff, I always take a peek at that. So I've got three underdogs. I've got the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Panthers, and the Panthers are my best bet this week. Got you down for it, Ryan. John, I know you gave you a couple picks earlier and gave it to us. Do you want to stick with those and add another one, or do you want to throw three other ones for us? I'll add, I'll add two more. I'll stick with that Dolphins pick. That's probably going to be my best bet. I, I, I really like that matchup, and Ryan, you, you said it well. That, that's not a surprise game for the Dolphins in terms of what Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going to come out with. I'm going to go for a really boring game that I think is, is very much ignored and, and probably deserves to be. The Niners and the Buccaneers are playing in Tampa on, on Sunday afternoon, and it, it, it looks like it's going to be a pick or you know maybe a, a one point either way. I'm going with the Buccaneers. Uh, I, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the biggest unknowns in the NFL, and he didn't look particularly well during the uh, or didn't play particularly well during the preseason. So I, I'm fine fading him almost the entire year. I feel like he's gotten a lot of credit for for a lot of things that he didn't necessarily do, and and they have a big uh, fan base behind him because of it. But but I, I'm going with the Buccaneers, although that's a pretty boring game. And then I'm going to go all the way to Monday, and I'm going to take the Texans' money line, plus 250 right now. I think they can go into New Orleans and win. I think the Texans are a really good team, and they can score with the Saints. Not many teams can. They also have a a better defense, I believe, than the Saints. It's strange for me to pick my Super Bowl pick losing week one, but the Saints can handle it. I'm sure they'll forgive me. But I'd like to make a little money on Monday night, maybe make up for some losses earlier in the weekend. I'm going with the Texans money line plus 250. Uh, but my best bet is that Miami game. Ryan, you and I are, are on the head there. I, I think that that's, that's probably the best place to find a dog on this week's slate. 
And I'll close it out here, me, Jason Gotch, saying I like the Titans plus six and a half at the Browns. I think the Browns are a little overvalued. Everybody's in love with them in the offseason. Tennessee's not a bad team. I like the points on the road with the Titans. Zach Taylor begins his era as the head coach of the Bengals. It's like the liberation of the Cincinnati Bengals with Marvin Lewis finally gone. I'll take the Bungles slash Bengals. Hopefully they won't be the Bungles this week. They'll be the Bengals. I'll take them plus nine and a half at Seattle, saying they keep that game close. But my best bet, Redskins plus 10 at the Eagles. Way too many points here. Case Keenum's going to score some points with that Redskins offense. So my best bet, Redskins plus the 10 at the Eagles. That will do it for another episode of State Lines. For Ryan Fisher and John Spataro, my name is Jason Gotch. Hope we got some winners for you this week, and we'll get you some more next week as well. Thanks for joining us, everybody.